This episode is brought to you by Monkey Blood Design and Publishing. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Imagine, create, play. Monkey Blood Design and Publishing is a publisher of products for role-playing games from the theater of the mind glory days of the 70s and 80s to the in-depth rule systems of modern gaming. Monkey Blood Design and Publishing is also the home of the Gold Any Award-winning The Midderland setting and its creator, Glenn Seal. Monkey Blood ships quality gaming products around the world from their UK web store, but you can also find their products on DriveThruRPG, Itch.io, and Redbubble. Not only do they offer high-quality gaming material, but if you need a piece of cartography, art, writing, or layout for your own project, Monkey Blood Design and Publishing can offer freelance services to help bring your own project to creation. So, if you want to buy some great RPG products or get help bringing your own to fruition, Head on over to monkeyblooddesign.co.uk and get in touch. Let Monkey Blood Design and Publishing help you to imagine, create, and play. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognarn here. Hope you're all doing well. Beautiful day out today. And before we get started, we've got a voicemail from Randy, from Mandy at Biggest Geekus. So go ahead, Randy. Hey Glenn, this is Randy from uh, Biggest Geekus. I just listened to your Baked In Classes episode. Dude, you don't have to feel bad. I can tell in your voice you kind of dance around being careful. Don't apologize. As a GM, you have the right to decide what's in your campaign. And I'm with you. I mean, I played third edition. You know I did, and I loved it. It was great. But after a while, all the splat books and all the combinations, especially in Pathfinder 2, it just got ridiculous. I mean, it's onerous as a GM to even remember all that stuff. And you have to understand those characters to be able to design interesting adventures and stories for them. So, you know, if somebody's going to play an android gunslinger, you know, wants to play that in your campaign, and you're kind of running a very bare-bones classic game, it just throws things off. And you have the right to say no. You know, just because the book's out there, just because the players bought it, doesn't mean they get to play it. Um, but the good work. Love the episode. Bye. Thank you, Randy. I appreciate it. I feel like you kind of give me a pep talk there. Uh, but you are absolutely right. It is your game. You decide what is and what isn't. And the thing is, with like all this stuff, splat book supplements, whatever, you know, I would have to take the time to look at it and read it and just decide. Sometimes I just don't want to spend the time or I don't have the time. And sometimes, you know, you got to do that, plus put your game out there and, you know, you got to prep for that and write about that and prepare and all this other stuff, you know, and you've got to think about your game's tone too. So you got, that's something else. And you, but you are absolutely right about that. It's your game. You're the yay or nay guy. You know, I would, I've, I've had, <laughs> there was a story about, I ran a 2E game one time where a guy wanted to play a fighter from another campaign who was a polymorph kangaroo with all these, with all these, you know, buffs and stuff. I think I've told this before. And at the time I was living in a, with a roommate and he was in the game and we took a break and because I was going to say yes and everything, but we took a break and he said, he, we went out to the porch and he stood there and he said, you're not going to let this guy do this, are you? And that's when it hit me. No, I'm not. You're right. So, once again, thanks, Randy. Thanks for calling in. He was right and you are right, but thank you. Okay, today I want to talk. I'm going to pull out my little act, my actor's bag of tricks again. 
and talk about how I play characters, NPCs, things like that. Now, it all depends. I'm not going to say it all depends. I always play them the same way. I, I kind of commit. I totally commit to it. I, one, one thing I learned in acting is if you're going to do something, commit to it. And what that means is don't try, don't be afraid to do whatever you're going to do. Because either it will it'll work or it won't work. And if you're in a rehearsal situation, the director will tell you if it works or doesn't work. Because he's looking at it from the outside. Sometimes you need an outside influence. But that's beside the point. You should commit to that character. You, if you know what that character is, and I'm not talking about some random NPC that you use for like two sentences and goodbye or something. I mean, even if you come up with, you know, come up with on the spur of the moment, you want to keep them around. Commit to whatever you're doing. Talk like them. You know, sound like them. you don't have to. You don't have to do voices or anything like that. But I'm saying, but whatever you do, commit 100%. If he draws a sword, he draws a sword. It's not like. Or he starts to draw a sword, and the guy says something, he puts it back. That's a thing. But if he's going to get all mad at another a player character and you know start start fighting, then okay, you're in a fight. You know what I'm saying? And I think the players should be the same way. They should commit to their character. And what I see, uh, yeah, this is this is of limited use to players and other GMs. I'm saying because, like I said, it's coming up my acting experience, and I know a lot of people don't want to delve into the intricacies of character and all that other stuff when they're running their NPCs or their players' characters. But when I'm behind the screen, or when I'm a player, if I'm in front of the screen, I will try to do as much as I can. If I'm in what I think of as the scene, which is the encounter, you know, because not all encounters are fighting encounters. So, you know, you go in to check out somebody's bookshop. You have to go get information. That's a, that's an encounter. But to me, in my head, it's a scene. And if I'm behind the curtain and I'm playing the bookseller and they're trying to get some information out of me or something like that, I will play it. I'll play it up. Because to me, in my mind, when I'm dealing with these player characters, I imagine I'm doing a scene on stage and I commit to whatever I do on stage. And here's another thing that you might want to take away from this is that listen to the players or listen to the GM if he's playing a character. Listen to the NPCs. The NPCs should listen to the characters. And what I mean is I know as a GM you got five things on your mind. You got your notes in front of you. But if you're playing that character, listen to them. Don't wait. Here's because on in acting, there's a lot of people out there who make the mistake of not listening to the other person on stage. Even though you know your lines, you know you're blocking, you know all this other stuff. You've done it a hundred times. You still got to listen to them. You can, the worst thing you can do to show an audience or show the other players is to act, the character act, or you act like the character, when you're doing the character, acting like you're just waiting to say your next line, to say your next piece. Don't do that. Listen to them. Because you may not know what you're going to say next, since this is a role-playing situation and not a script. You can be thinking while they're talking about 
how how this character would deal with this, but look at them. Look them straight in the eye and listen to them. This is and this is this is a good this is this is the, the essence of acting, listening and reacting. That's the essence of acting right there, which you can use to your great effect as your as a GM or as a player. Just listen to them and react accordingly, how the character would react. Because a lot of the, if, lot, if not most of acting is reacting. So that's, that's something you just gotta, you know, you, you just gotta think about. While you're doing the, in the scene, you know, you may have some, no, you may have some bullet points or notes in front of you saying, okay, he knows this, he doesn't know this, this is the way he would react to this and that and the other thing. Just glance at it and listen to the character and react accordingly. This is dialogue. This is good dialogue, character dialogue, and it will make your game more memorable. It really will. I mean, people will remember those, those moments. It just is all, it's, it's another, another tool in your bag of tricks of running a game, and the players, they'll get more out of it, and they'll love it. So, you know, if that, if that, if that applies to you or you can make that work, go ahead. I mean, I'll just throw that out there. But I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And if I'd like to also thank Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. If you want to hear some more good podcasts, there's Dan Gregg's The Young Grognard Podcast. That's Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard. Marcy Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast. Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. Randy and Joe over Bickus Geekus. And my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.